To those of you listening to us on the internet and to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this 18th Sunday after Pentecost is the gospel for this morning. You heard it read before from Mark chapter 9. I recall just these words. So... If your hand causes you to lose your faith, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life disabled than to have two hands and go to hell. Salt is good, but if salt loses its taste, how will you restore its flavor? In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who provided humble service for us by going all the way to the cross, that whosoever believes might have eternal life, my beloved. For more than a few years now, our synod, our district, has been concentrating on speaking every so often about pastors' health. So we hear that at pastoral conferences, district conferences. And... Um, it's because they've discovered that pastors don't always take care of their health as they should. And so they're encouraging us to get rid of some of our bad habits like uh, not getting enough rest, not getting enough exercise, and also getting proper nutrition, not junk food. And uh, they remind us that uh, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're going to lose uh, your health. And then how are you going to be able to help others. So pastors, take care of yourself physically. This morning, the words uh, from Jesus before us this morning tell us to take care of ourselves spiritually. And he offers us in these words both a warning and an encouragement. First of all, Jesus' warning. Now, you can't understand these words, and they make absolutely no sense at all if you don't believe in hell. Now, maybe some of you uh, have read that book, Heaven is for Real. Well, I got to tell you from Holy Scripture, the truth of Holy Scripture is hell is for real. Recall some of the verses of Holy Scripture. Second Peter God didn't spare angels who sinned. He threw them into hell, where he has secured them with chains of darkness and is holding them for judgment. Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his left, Get away from me. God has cursed you. Go into everlasting fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. These people will go away into eternal punishment, but those with God's approval will go into eternal life. Matthew 13. The same thing will happen at the end of time. The angels will go out and separate the evil people from people who have God's approval. And then the angels will throw the evil people into a blazing furnace. They will cry and be in extreme pain there. Luke 16. One day the beggar died and the angels carried him to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. 
he went to hell, where he was constantly tortured. As he looked up in the distance, he saw Abraham and Lazarus. He yelled, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool off my tongue. I am suffering in this fire. And in the words of Jesus before us this morning, thrown into hell, in hell worms that eat the body never die, and the fire is never put out. So you got in hell fire that burns from the outside and worms that eat a person from the inside. Now, a lot of people don't want to believe this. And there are churches that say this doesn't happen at all. In fact, when you die, you just go out of existence. And there are others who teach that there is no such... God couldn't possibly send anybody to hell. I mean, what do you you mean? The, the, The punishment doesn't fit the crime. A whole eternity of torture for a lifetime of unbelief. So everybody must go to heaven. Now, if either of those things are true, then all of us right now, let's pack our bags and go home because there is no reason for us to be here. But hell is for real. And it's reserved for unbelievers, those who did not trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior during their lifetime. Some people will go there. And it is our task to rescue unbelievers from their lack of faith before they die. That's our mission. Thanks be to God and by his grace, you and I gathered here this morning are his children through faith in Jesus Christ. And it is our task to rescue others from unbelief, but you can't do it if you don't take care of yourself. I guess I believe that some of the people who are in the best shape here in the United States, are our fighter fight fighters. I mean, they got to take care of themselves because they may be called upon to carry a person or two from a burning building. And if they lose their health, they can't rescue others. That's why Jesus gives us a warning. So if your hand causes you to lose your faith, cut it off. If your foot causes you to lose your faith, cut it off. If your eyes cause you to lose your faith, tear it out. What on earth does that mean? Now, our dear Lord Jesus, I think you know, is not encouraging bodily mutilation. And he is also not teaching us that your hand causes you to sin, your eyes cause you to sin, and your feet cause you to sin. We know where sin comes from, and Jesus told us that all evil desires come from the heart, from within. So he's not talking about mutilation. Actually, what, is, what he's talking about here is amputation. I still remember a long time ago when I was in high school, we went on a family uh, uh, vacation, and we went out east, and we stopped. One of, one of the places was the Gettysburg Battlefield. and went, went into the, one of the wax museums, and they had a uh, really life-sized battlefield. And, and one of the scenes in there was... Uh, an army doctor amputating one of the guy's legs. Because you, of course, have heard what gangrene is, and if you get it so infected, it's going to kill you, and so you have to cut it off. And it's painful physically and psychologically. What Jesus is talking about here is that if someone or something in your life 
is luring you away from Jesus so that you might lose your faith and go to hell, then you will have to detach yourself from that person or that thing, and it may be painful. And there are those, and perhaps you know of some of them, who have lost their faith because of their relationship with an unbeliever who little by little by little lured them away from Jesus Christ and then they are headed for hell. And Jesus is saying, if that is true in your life, break off that relationship and it might be painful because that might be a co-worker at work or a friend that you've known for a long time. Now, when it gets right down to it, you know there is one sin that can lead a person away from Jesus more quickly than all the others. And that's despising God's word. Cutting yourself off from the way and the truth and the life until faith dies. And so Jesus asked us this morning, is there anything hindering you from hearing God's word? May not be easy, but you're going to have to cut that thing out of your life. And be it known, too, that I'm talking about some things that are not all that easy to get rid of, and you might need some help getting rid of them by a Christian, fr the Christian friend. Take care of yourself. And that might mean amputation, detaching yourself from some of those faith-killing activities and relationships. It's very necessary Take care of yourself. And then there's Jesus' encouragement for, as you take care of yourself, for proper nutrition, spiritual nutrition. In fact, the very specific nutrient that he's talking about this morning is salt. He says salt is good and salt is within you. Some other places Jesus refers to us as being the salt of the earth. But Jesus also this morning says that if salt loses its taste, if salt loses its saltiness, throw it out because it's no good anymore. Now, it's really kind of interesting if you review some of your chemistry uh, from high school. Uh, you got, you got uh, salt, sodium, chloride, right? Uh, two chemicals, sodium and chlorine. Sodium is actually an unstable metal, which if you're not careful, it can explode. And chlorine is a poisonous gas. Apart, they'll kill you. When you get those molecules uh, working in those atoms together, you've got salt, which is very good for you. In fact, without salt, you're going to die. Right now, every one of us adults has about seven tablespoons uh, of salt in us. Now, salt, how can you say salt's going to lose its flavor or its taste. What do you do? Going to tear it apart and make sodium and chlorine once again? No. Well, in Jesus' day, salt could lose its taste because, you know, you didn't go to a pick and save or Myers uh, and uh, buy some uh, Morton's iodized salt. What you did is you went to some mineral deposits that happened to have salt in it and you, you, you carved that out and you took it home. Well, if it was rainy outside or very humid, some of that salt would run off of all the other minerals that were in there, and all you would have is those minerals left, and that was like a pile of dirt, and you throw it out. So salt lost its saltiness. Jesus is encouraging us, watch your salt intake. 
Salt is very important. Back in Bible days, salt was extremely important. You know that Roman soldiers were actually paid their salary in salt? In fact, that's where we get the word salary. Sal, sal, S-A-L, is salt. They paid the Roman soldiers because it was a very precious commodity in salt. Salt was very good because way back then they didn't have any refrigeration. You bring your meat home, you let it lay around, you know what happens. It's going to rot, it's going to stink, it's going to decay, and so salt was a preservative to keep things from rotting. The word of Jesus Christ is the salt, which is his preservative for the world. It keeps the world from rotting and decaying into unbelief. Jesus says, don't lose your saltiness because if you do, the salt is going to be worthless and then what are you going to do? Now, there's two ways that you can lose your saltiness. Number one is, if you water down God's word and mess with the message, it's not going to have its preserving power. If you don't preach that there's a real hell, you're messing with the message. If I were to stand up here in the pulpit on Sunday morning and tell you that there's more than one way to get to eternal life, I would be a liar. Because Jesus is only the only way, truth, and life. Some people say, and they preach in Christian churches, that the Bible is nothing more than a law book, a book of rules and regulations. And you come every Sunday morning to hear what the new rules are. And that's all wrong. The Bible is God's love letter to his human creatures about the way to eternal life through Jesus Christ. Some churches falsely teach that when Jesus died on the cross, he only died for believers and only took away their sins. When Jesus died on the cross, he took away the sins of the whole world. And only those who believe that have eternal life. There are some churches that teach that the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we celebrate on Easter morning is nothing more than a sort of renewed feeling of love that came over the disciples after Jesus died. And that's false, because if Christ be not risen, your faith is in vain and you are yet in your sins. You go messing with the message, the salt loses its saltiness. Did you ever think about how much salt there was in Jesus' ministry? How Jesus wept salty tears at the grave of Lazarus? How salty sweat and blood dripped off of his brow in the Garden of Gethsemane. How at his trial, Peter had to run out and weep bitter, salty tears. How the women shed salty tears at the foot of the cross. And how on Easter morning, when Jesus met Mary Magdalene in the garden, shedding her salty tears, he dried them up with his resurrection presence. The message of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection is the salt. The salt within you. And don't lose that saltiness. You know, I think it's true not only for pastors, but for all of us. Trying to stay fit is not always easy. But when we go to pastors' conferences, they tell us to get rid of the bad habits. 
of lack of exercise and lack of sleep and get the proper nutrition. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of others? Maintaining a Christian faith is a daily task that calls for a disconnect from the activities and people that could lead you away from Jesus Christ. You're going to have to cut them off from you, and it might be painful. And maintain a proper salt intake, the Word of God. Why? Because hell is for real. And without Jesus Christ, souls will be lost. And that's why we're here, and that's the mission of our church. And it's the most important reason, to rescue others from unbelief before it is too late. So, take care of yourself so that you can rescue others and take care of them too. And God grant that for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding so shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. Thank you.